Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Puddit. This is Best to the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Marjorie, listen, people might think that we flew off the face of the earth because we've been gone for a couple of weeks. For that, I want to say I apologize because I know what it's like to love a podcast and really look forward to it coming out every week. I have several that I'm totally into that I just like love it when I get to listen to a new episode. And then I also just want to say it's been a couple of weeks. It was like things just kind of kept piling on. And so here we are. We're back. And we've missed you. And I've missed you, Marjorie. I've missed you so much. And we just thought today we would just sort of go over what we've been going through. Because on both of our stories, it's what so many people are going through. So the the for me... I, okay, so I traveled all the way through Italy. I know. I cannot tell you how crowded it was in Rome. I go to leave Italy, take my COVID test, because hello, people, you can't get back into the United States if you test positive for COVID. Right. So I have a negative test, get back. I'm fine. Three weeks later, my husband and I decide to go to Kansas City for the weekend. We go to Kansas City. I love Kansas City, by the way. Hello, Kansas City. I love that city. It's such a great city. I haven't been there in a long time, and I really do love it. And I love um, the barbecue. I don't understand if why sometimes you're in Kansas and sometimes you're in Missouri, but they're just different, <laughs> but they're the same. But, you know, I mean, whatever. That's like semantics. That's fine. I'll let that go. Let it go. I do like Kansas City. And you know what? I just let it wash over me and try not to care whether I'm in the state of Kansas or the state of Missouri because I, I, I really don't care. So I can't explain it to you. There's a line you cross back and forth over yeah. it. There are good things on both sides. I would never be able to work in like local news there because would I would be, be horrible. I would be a nightmare and I would be like obsessive and then I would make a mistake and I would, ah, ah. Fire you because yeah, would if fire you can't me. figure out which state you're in, you're an yep. idiot. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, don't go to Kansas City. But the city itself <laughs> is fabulous. I I love it there. So we thought, okay, we'll just go up there. And my husband loves Allen Edmonds shoes, and there's an Allen Edmonds store in Kansas City. So we we go there, and it's wonderful. So yeah. we decided to go up. And okay, just so everybody knows, went to Italy, came back negative. Two weeks later, still negative. Go to Kansas City for one night. Come back two days later. I have COVID. Shoot dog. Yeah. And I'm telling you people, so I'm a little bit, okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm stupidly confident and arrogant about my ability to control my universe. Mm-hmm. I haven't had COVID yet. I have traveled probably more than anybody I know during COVID because I was commuting for a job in the middle of 2020. Yeah. So I was going from I was going from Kansas to Arizona and back again. Well, you were wearing full garbage bag <laughs> suits everywhere you went. I don't mean to, laugh. you know, listen, at this point, if you don't start to laugh about it, like it's ridiculous, you wore goggles. You had goggles <laughs> and trash bag suits. I mean, 
going out to the plane. Oh, God. I did. I did. The full effect was the full N95 mask, yeah. my my COVID goggles, my COVID fishing hat with a plastic screen where I looked insane. I and then like lots of sprays and wipes. So, but I made it through. I get it. Yeah. You do what you do. It's okay. I, I made it through. And so we go to Kansas city and nobody's really wearing masks much anymore no. anywhere. Yeah. And so we're in Kansas city and Ian's like, I'm not going to wear a mask. And so I looked at him. I'm like, well, if you don't wear one, it's kind of pointless for me to wear one because you know, I yeah. do kiss man and it's like, we live together ooh, and, ooh. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to wear one. So th- Honestly, everybody, this is the first time since the beginning of COVID that I've been in public without a mask. And then you got COVID. And I got COVID because I get everything. My family knew this was like, I got H1N1. Do you know anybody else that got H1N1? No, No, I got H1N1. So I get everything. So first time without a mask, I get COVID. And so the first I get, and the way it first felt was all my joints ached. So I had lots of inflammation. I'm like, okay, this is weird. And you sent me a message and you were like, I've got COVID. It's okay. Like, I think I'll be okay to record. It's, you know, whatever. Right. And then and things then, went downhill. <laughs> so I, so I test and but the joints, that was the first thing that made you test. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, everything. My shoulders hurt. My fingers hurt. My Ugh. feet hurt. And so I was like, oh, that's weird. And I had just seen my mother, mm. but I wear a mask when I see my mom. So it was fine. But then I had to notify them like the next day, like I tested positive for COVID. So they had to yeah. quarantine my mom. <laughs> felt so bad for us. They quarantined yeah. my mom. She, she never got it. Good. But I felt okay. Like the, and I never had a fever ever. So this whole thing about you get a fever. Oh no, you don't necessarily. Right, I never right. got a fever. It's all the things so, you don't necessarily get. I know it's yeah. so weird. So I never got a fever. And then it was funny because it's like, okay, I'm going to do COVID my way. Cause I felt pretty good Tuesday. And I like have <laughs> all COVID these like, one. there's not a more Marjorie thing to say than that. I just want, I mean, your sisters are listening to this. I, I have to just kind of be on their side. I'm going to do COVID my way. You don't, you don't even say that with irony. You just say it. Like that's just. This, <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. You. No irony. No. Really meant it. No, you meant it. I'm going to do COVID my way. I want you to replay that for yourself. I might isolate that. I'm here to tell you, you don't get to do COVID your way. <laughs> doesn't work that way. COVID does it its way. That's funny. Elizabeth, the first day I'm feeling fine. So I quarantine Ian. Like you can't come near me. You get the upstairs and you get the guest room. I get the downstairs because I don't want him to get it. Yeah, for sure. And so I'm in the main bedroom and so I'm like, okay, I know. Cause if you read about COVID, they say like the first couple of days might be okay. And then like, then it gets bad. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to prepare for that. It's like preparing for birth, like, like giving birth. So I washed all my sheets, put my favorite linen sheets on my bed. <laughs> I was doing spa treatment. Oh, it's like, like luxury COVID. I like the way you do COVID. <laughs> so I did like, I did like two face masks. I did my, I cleaned the whole bedroom. Great. I just made everything just right for me. You were like nesting before death. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and then day four hit. And then it was not. And then you, you were done though. What, what's weird about it is I, I had my oximeter next to the bed mm-hmm. and then I had my spirometer next to the bed. <laughs> I was really prepared. And I have to say like, 
I didn't take any medication through it. I didn't take any, because I never really, I did the spirometer and I would tell anybody, okay, you can call me a freak. I don't care. The spirometer is the thing where you blow in to keep your lungs pumping. Mm -hmm. And so I did that all the way through. And I think that helped me. And I have no medical basis for saying this, but who cares? I blew into a spirometer for five days and nothing ever. Well, I'll get to the end of the story, but nothing ever like lodged deeply in my lungs because that's really where COVID gets dicey is if it goes into your lungs, like that's where a lot of people die. Oh, for sure. You don't want to end up with respiratory problems. Yeah. And, and on top of this, I think too, what probably helped is I have, I've had both vaccines and both boosters. And so I've had everything. So I would have to say my case was super mild. So when it got bad, it was just that I was so, so tired. I don't think this counts as super mild though. I'm going to correct you on that because like people who like I tested positive in the hospital when I had broken my ankle, you know? Oh, did you? Yeah. They were like, Hey, by the way, did anyone tell you you tested positive for COVID as I was wheeling in for surgery? And I was like, no, no one did tell me that. I had had not a single like wow. that's considered mild. That's mild right. because okay. you have, then you don't even realize. And they were like, you probably had it within the last few weeks and you oh, maybe, and I did have like a minor little cough and uh, I mean, but so you nothing. were almost asymptomatic. Yes. At that oh. moment when I tested positive, I was 100% a- asymptomatic. asymptomatic. Oh, that's I, my really... only problem was my shattered ankle. Yeah. So that, that was a significant issue, but the rest of me was in really great shape. And oh, so crazy. I don't, I would not qualify this as super mild. Like, okay. Super mild means that you just go about your life and you don't even really notice. This means like, yeah, no, you had the vaccines know. and the boosters and you still got super sick, which now you didn't get hospitalized, which is really no. good, but it's no. still like, shoot it was something. Yeah. Was something. I mean, that's a bummer. Cause my sister was here. I just took her to the airport this morning and. I said, you know, I only had like really tired, really fatigued, really short of breath. And that's, yes. and that's, <laughs> and that's, you know, that's a problem. So I had my oximeter and my oxygen level in my blood is almost always. So if you don't know what an oximeter is, where have you been for two years? But if you don't know what oximeter is, it measures the oxygen in your blood. And the, in the beginning of COVID, what was happening is people would go into the hospital and their blood oxygenation was like at 50. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like 90 above. And like, if it gets to that point, you're in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. And so I bought oximeters for everybody in my family right away. Cause you could just sort of monitor your oxygen. My normal oxygen level is 98 to 99 in my blood. And so my sister that. said, if you go below 95, she said at the hospital, they're always going to say like, if you're in the nineties, you're okay. She said, but you know, your standard, your standard mm-hmm. is 99 or 98. Yeah. If you go below 95, that's a heads up. You've got to be aware. It's not like run to the emergency room, but she said, that's your, cause I called her as soon as I had it. And I said, should I go on Pax, Paxlovid, which is that thing that's sort of supposed to cut the course of COVID, but they're oh, okay. finding that people are getting rebound COVID. And she's like, you have no comorbidities. I would recommend against it. And I don't want to put more in my body than I have to. That's right. still like barely tested. <laughs> it's like, I don't, you know, so yeah. I, I didn't go on Paxlovid. So, so she's like, but, you know, check, keep, you know, an eye on your oxygen, keep an eye. And, and I was doing the spirometer and real fatigue, real shortness of breath, but I was okay. And I was, you know, I, ha- I was fine. Ian kept saying, call our primary. So I eventually did. And I'll get to that point. But the only day, and I was telling my sister this, the only day that was worrisome is I was feeling like, okay, like during part of this, I was doing yard work, which is not smart. You should stay in bed, not lay on your back, 
but stay in bed. So lie on your side or your stomach. You yeah. don't want anything to sell in your lungs. The lie in your stomach is like a big deal. It's like yeah. an amazing thing. My friend yeah. who's a physician's assistant told me that like a year ago. Like she's like, this is going to sound so crazy, but the biggest thing that people can do and what they are doing at the hospital is laying people on their stomach. Stomachs. So we are not doctors. We're just your friendly big sisters who are trying oh, to help you through COVID. just play doctors on the podcast. On the Whatever. Podcast. So I said to my sister, she, I said, you know, Jeannie, I just had one bad day that was kind of scary. And she's like, well, what happened? And I said, well, I thought I would go. We live on a hill and our garbage is all the way at the bottom of the hill. So I just thought I would help my husband who had an ankle issue. And mm-hmm. I would go down and get that garbage can, which was empty, and bring it to the top of the hill. So I went down, I got the garbage, I brought it up to the top of the hill, I lay down and then I called my son because there was something I wanted to talk to him about. So I'm talking to my son and I'm like, oh, oh, my heart hurts. <laughs> He's like, okay, mom, like, yeah, I gotta go. My heart hurts. And so I went and I, I, I was testing myself. I'm an idiot. Can I just preface all this by saying I'm an idiot because I always think I'm smarter than I am and that I can control the universe and I can't and I'm stupid. Yeah, but people do, you just want to do what you do. Right. So I put on my little oximeter, which measures your heartbeat and it had like doubled to what it normally is. Oh, so your heart was racing. And my oxygen level was falling. And so I was like at 92, 93, which just means I think, and Jamie, you can call me and correct me, sister Jamie, you can call me and correct me if I'm wrong. But what I was thinking was happening is that my heart was working harder to get everything to work. Mm. And so it was kind of scary in that moment. So I drank a lot of water. I drank some water with their electrolytes. I ate a banana. I laid in bed. I just sort of chilled. And by the next day, everything had sort of come back to normal. So I said to my sister, should I have gone to the emergency room? And she's like, she's so funny because she's a, she's an anesthesiologist. So she is the definition of medical chill. Yeah. Like I love he, anesthesiologists. Yeah. Their just personality type is like, they don't panic about anything because they have people who are crashing on their tables all the time that they have to bring back to life. So yeah. they're pretty calm people by nature. Yeah. They're amazing. So she's like, well, here's the thing. You could have gone to the emergency room and they would have given you like an infusion and you probably would have settled down, but you kind of did some of the right things and you're fine. You're here. So it worked out okay. She said, but you might've gone into a aff- fibrillation. I think as she said, like you might've just clicked over to your heart was like panicking a little bit and then it came back, but it came back. So you're okay. <laughs> so that's my COVID story. Wow. Yeah. So don't, the message, what I learned is call your primary. So I should have, and then I called my primary and the only other complication people should be aware of this is he thought I might have like secondary pneumonia. Mm. So he put me on erythromycin and, and I feel fine. I feel pretty fatigued still and I get some shortness of breath, but other than that, I'm going to be fine. I mean, I'm, I'm through my antibiotics. I had no reaction to them. He was great. My doctor was great. My sister was great. But it's it's not anything, particularly if you're older, and I'm a little bit older, it's not anything to mess with. And the mistake that I made, which I will cop to, was trying to do too much mm-hmm. because you get so bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's everybody. That's like how I've been with the ankle too, you know, that yeah. you like push it because you're just sick of it and you're right. just like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. And yeah, I feel great. I do. I um I think all those things that you did. And I, I do think though, you know, as you talk about that and you had your oximeter and you had all of those things, 
it is important, and I don't think this is about a control thing, but to do some research and to figure out, okay, so if I get this, what's my plan? What will I do? Yeah. What's my plan? I have a pretty, I have a pretty intense like supplement regimen for when I start to get right. sick with anything. And that doesn't right. have anything to do with, I mean, that's COVID too, but like, and again, I'm not a doctor. You need to figure this out with your own doctor. But like I hit zinc really hard as soon as I feel anything coming on. I've got like right. zinc tabs that I put in and I just let them dissolve. I do liposomal vitamin C and I start chugging bone broth and chugging tea. And right. and so those are things that I feel like it's not necessarily about saying, I, you know, I don't like to be like, oh, I'm going to take that and it's going to heal me and it's going to fix right. me. It's mainly about what are the things that according to my research and according to my healthcare practitioners for me might help support me as I get through, through exactly right. It. It's not about trying to be like, okay, I'm out, I'm crushing it. Like I'm going to get be better in one day. It's right. how can I really support my body as it does what it needs to do, right. which is healing. So I love that way of looking at it. And I think that's partly, and I would say like this strain of, of COVID that's going around is really contagious, which is why I think everybody right now, right There's a now, million knows, people who have it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. And it was funny because Gail King just got COVID and she was funny and she's been on Instagram about it. And she's like, you, there is a certain amount of like, when you're, when you're really trying to protect yourself from it, there's a certain amount of like, I can get through this whole crisis and never get COVID. Mm -hmm. And then you get it. And it's like, okay. And I mean, I know. And so I, I think what is good to what you're saying about support I didn't feel bad those first two days. And so prepping your space, like there are things you can do to just feel like I'm going to make this go as well as I can. Yeah. Cause it's, it, and I, it took me 12 days to test negative. Yeah. So, I mean, That's, it's a yeah. long time it and is a long time. it's a long time to try and stay quarantined and stay inside and not go anywhere. And so it's like, you got to make sure that your environment is good and you have the things that you need and that you have time on. I did take, I think there was at one point where I took Tylenol because Ty I felt comfortable taking Tylenol. Mm -hmm. And then the only other thing I took was the erythromycin. But, and I would also say to people, if you don't have a primary care physician, if you're healthy, this is kind of what we talked about. Find a healthcare provider that if you're sick, you feel comfortable and who knows you. Mm -hmm. Like that was the one thing I did do when I moved to Kansas. I made sure, and I, throughout my life, we've talked about this on other podcasts, it's not like the first thing I did when I moved to a city was like, I have to have my primary. The only thing that usually inspired me to get a primary is I had kids, but I did, I was so grateful that when I did have it and then I really was feeling like I'm still testing positive day 10, I need to talk to a doctor mm -hmm. to see what can I, what more can I do that when I called him and we did a telehealth, he knows me, you know, he knows me and it's always good to have somebody when you're in crisis that you feel comfortable with. Yeah, and I so think you're whoever, right. Whoever that is, because I think there are a lot of us, particularly if you're in your thirties, it's like, I don't need a primary, but you just get somebody that you feel comfortable with. Yeah, because, even like your OB can help you though. I mean, yeah, you, you generally somebody. have that person if you're a woman. I would say to go back, if you're interested in that topic, we had a really good conversation about that with Senya May, who is my acupuncturist who has now moved into functional medicine. She got her doctorate in functional medicine. We're going to have her on the podcast in the next couple of weeks because I'm yeah. so excited to talk to her about this and how she beautifully is melding functional medicine with traditional Chinese medicine, TCM. Right. And so she's got such a fantastic perspective, but she did a really great episode with us talking about how to build your healthcare team yeah. and, and having people that you 
that you really rely on. So, and I think, you know, that's been a lesson for me too with the, with this ankle break is I've really zeroed in on who my people are. Like now I've got a solid chiropractor relationship, which I was just there yesterday and it's amazing. And I have a homeopath, Jenny, who we need to get on the podcast too. I have Senya and then Nikki now at Senya's practice does my acupuncture. And so when you kind of get when you get that sort of like trifecta or those people that you can use for different, different things. And then also different prevention, just your regular healthcare maintenance. Right. As I I talked about my big light bulb moment was realizing if I can make time to go get my hair done every six weeks, I can make time to go to like an acupuncture every, every six weeks. There's no reason I can't do that. So I think that's it. So I haven't spoken to you in two weeks. How has your two weeks been? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, the, the COVID thing with you, I was very worried about you, but yeah, you were in touch and it seemed like things were going okay. I did not know about the heart attack, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't actually a heart attack, but you know, I didn't know, you know about that. I had a really, I've had a good couple of weeks. I went to the, I went to Austin on a girl's trip. Oh, so I got to fun. see my girlfriends, my college girlfriends. Um, you all know Dr. Tanya Gossard, who's been on yeah. the podcast before my best friend veterinarian. We went there with our two other friends, Ingrid and Megan, and we had a fabulous time. And then I got back and I felt like the universe was punishing me for taking a girl's trip because <laughs> everything just started to hit the fan. Yeah, really? I got back and this was supposed to be Franklin's last week at the, at the daycare slash preschool that he's been at since he was right. three months old. Oh. And he got to go on Monday. And then on Tuesday, just as we were bringing him, I got a call from his teacher that they'd had a positive COVID test in the room of a case of one of the kids. I think it was one of the kids. And so they were closing down the room for the day and they needed everybody to test to see where we were at. Right. We did a test. Franklin was negative and fine, but there were four other kids who had it. And so they had to close down the whole room. So he was out for the entire week, including today. So then I'm like calling our after school nannies who are going to be transitioning into full time for the summer. And I'm asking them if they can come early. And then there, I'm like rearranging, asking my dad to come over to cover an hour asking all, I mean, it was, it's just been mayhem. And then Bernie came home early from school on Tuesday just not feeling that great. We kept her home on Wednesday. She was testing negative the whole time, but she just had a, like a headache and was just kind of feeling off. And so we just kept her home. So nobody in our house had COVID, which was great, but it was just like, then I'm managing that. And then we're rearranging a million things. And then today my husband, Jay Reimers is co-hosting Twin Cities Live with me. So when you all hear this, it will have happened. And, um, are you nervous? We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. He is like a <laughs> cannon. He's like a wild animal who can't be tamed. I don't know. He doesn't have like the natural swearing filter that I have where he just like doesn't swear in situations. I think he'll be good, but I, he's a hockey player. He's like a, he's a cowboy. He, he can't be controlled, Marjorie. I, I don't know. Because I thought when I said, are you nervous? I thought you were going to say, absolutely not. Oh, it's like, gosh. Oh, oh it's going to be great. And we'll so see. I saw the, I saw the little post that you did on Instagram with him. And I was telling my husband this morning, I said, Jay did a bit. He did a bit. <laughs> he did a bit. I know. He did a bit. And it's like, I will tell you, Elizabeth, this is the weirdest thing that we've realized. And I hope this tangent doesn't go too far. So our family 
I mean, my husband and I co-hosted a radio show for 10 years together. Yeah. We do bits. Yeah. As a family, we do bits. <laughs> and it was so funny because my husband was doing, he had written me a poem for Mother's Day, which was all about, the poem was in another voice about a man who's a really bad husband 364 days out of the year. But on Mother's Day, he's trying to write a poem that makes him look good. So he's like kind of apologizing. So this was like, this is my family. We're weird. So anyway, so this is the poem. So my husband, we call my son on Mother's Day and my son's girlfriend is there. And my husband said, oh, here's the poem I wrote for mom. And he starts reading it. And my son said, his girlfriend's face was like, oh my God, oh my God. And because she doesn't quite understand, it's a bit. It's a bit. Like, it's like, that's not, like to our family, it's the most normal thing that like bits happen. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and she was very confused. So I was like, so I was like, Jay did a bit. He was very good. It was very funny. It's posted on my Instagram. I, th- I think it'll be good. He's excited and he's getting like a thousand text messages from people who are excited to watch this. It is sort of funny that it's, you know, I've hosted this show for 13 years. Yeah. I've worked at the station for 14 years and he's never co-hosted the show. So today's the day he's going to co-host. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. He'll It'll be, be great. interesting. He'll be great. I remember once catching. He says anxiety. He can hear me, by the way. You'll be great. Tell him I'm saying he'll be great. Marjorie says you're going to be great, honey. And I love the bit. uh I laughed. She laughed. She loved the bit on Instagram, Jay. He's laughing. I think he's picking out his outfit. You know, his closet's up here where I am. So I think he's in the, I think he's in the closet. He's singing a little bit, which means he's in a good mood. He's kind of humming along. And then I hear hangers rattling. So he must be picking out his look for the show. Tell him the secret is to do a fireball before he goes on the air. Oh, Marjorie says the secret is to do a shot of fireball before you go on the air. Um, that <laughs> might be yeah, right. He said that might already have been taken care of. And I said, yeah, right. And he laughed. No, he's not. He's just, my man. There but he go. definitely, we're going to, we're, he is actually going to make his famous Bloody Marys. Has, did he make his a Bloody for you when you were here? I don't drink Bloody do, Marys. Oh, you don't drink Bloodies? No, oh, no. So, he makes fantastic ones. They're so I good. I would try his. I will try his. I've you never had, I've never had one. I sent you a picture recently of a great Manhattan that I had, remember? And I yes. said, this is where we're going to come and get a Manhattan. If you want to know where it is, by the way, it's at the restaurant's called Kindred Hearth. It's at the Omni Hotel in Egan. So if you're local, you can go there. It's Ann Kim, who's a James Beard Award winner. She's oh, it's her nice. restaurant in the Omni. And the hotel is fabulous. And the restaurant is fabulous. And they bring out your Manhattan and it's smoking. Like they, they pour okay. it into a glass and smoke comes out. And this, it, I'm I, good. I took a picture of it and sent it to you one day because I was like, this is so Marjorie's jam. This, you would love this drink. <laughs> I would love that. It's drink. so good. So maybe we'll have a much. celebratory Manhattan or something tonight, but yeah. He's It'll be, be fun. Great. So we've been, so anyway, yeah, this week we were supposed to record and then I was like, I've, I, I've got a hot mess. I got, I got to manage Franklin. It's been a whole thing. So I think we, um, we apologize because we love being part of your week and we love we having do. these conversations. And so we we're sorry. And, um, we didn't it, even have the energy to like post a little, Hey, we'll be back. Yeah. No, like we and, just didn't. Right. It was nuts. It was we'll just promise it'll crazy. never happen again for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can make that promise, honestly. All right, fine. All right, fine. Um, you know, we're so back in the swing of it. Yeah, go ahead. I, I have this thing. I have I have a project that I have to finish. It's an eight-page thing I have to write. Ew. I won't explain why. And this is my own naivete. Again, I'm like, well, this is a great timing for COVID because I'll get that done. No, 
I just lost two weeks of my life. Marjorie punted everybody. I'm going to do COVID my way. That's the quote of the day. All right. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Please make that the title of this episode. I'm going to do COVID my way. My way. Exactly. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Best. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.